0: Hello and welcome to Resident Advisors Exchange. This is our series of conversations with the artists, labels and promoters who are shaping the electronic music landscape. My name's Ryan Keeling and I'm the editor at Resident Advisor. On this week's exchange, I speak to DJ Lag and Nankole about Qwam, the hypnotic style of club music that's been brewing in Durban townships for the past decade. Lag is one of the sound's biggest stars, and Kole runs the label Kwam O, which has been instrumental in presenting the music to Western audiences. Kwam is an enormous deal in Durban, with the sound touching people from all walks of life, and its popularity has begun to spread throughout South Africa and across dance floors in Europe and in Asia. As the guys explain in this live recording from last year's Unsound Festival, the Qwam scene has a range of unique characteristics that make its journey out into the wider world all the more fascinating. You can find our full archive of exchanges on residentadvisor.net and follow us on SoundCloud at RA-Exchange. The exchange with DJ Lag and Nan is up next. So the sound we'll be discussing today is Quam. Uh, This is a style of hypnotic dance music that's been developing in Durban over the past decade. And a little bit more recently, uh, DJs and music fans in the UK and other countries have picked up on the sound. DJ Lag's one of Quam's pioneers and best-known artists. And he's joined by uh, Nan Cole, or Francesco, we're going to go with. Francesco, yeah. He's an Italian DJ and label owner. He's been helping to get QOM out worldwide through his label, O. So far you guys have released two compilations, that's right?
1: Yeah, I released uh, one compilation on double vinyl and the second one uh, during the summer on uh, cassette tape.
0: Yeah. So I guess the overall aim is um, getting the fresh sounds of Durban out to, yeah. out to the scene. Lag, I wanted to start by talking to you. Back in 2012, uh, yeah. I went to Johannesburg, Resident Advisor was making a film about the house music scene in South Africa. Yeah. One of the most surprising things for someone from the UK uh, was just how popular house music is in South Africa. Yeah. Unbelievably you know, enormous concern in the country. So if we're thinking specifically about Durban, could you give us an idea of just how popular Quam is at this point and the kind of impact that's had on people's lives? GOM um, uh, is a sound that's been made in
2: Durban. <laughs> this, is, this is the ex That's the, yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, it's a sound made in Durban at the townships um, by like students around like 14 or 15. Uh, when I started doing qum it was 2012 or 2011, I'm not sure, but at that time, The genre was that big and um, it was only played in Durban, in Durban townships. So now it's starting to get big and it's getting popularity like outside South Africa, like here at the UK, UK, even in the States. In South Africa, it's quite big now because even like the big names in South Africa are starting to get into gum, but at first they didn't want the genre to be played even in radios. Even now you can't find gum being played on radios still an underground sound but we're still developing so yeah
0: so at this point in time who would you say is a typical qom fan
2: i can say like all ages now but like around 2012 it was it was only yeah. the young ages who used to play qom because we had like dancing groups south africa had like dancing groups the whole country had dancing groups so qom played a good role on the on, on dancers they used it for like performing their dance but now, even, like, hip-hop artists are starting to get into it, like, rapping on hop beats, uh, so, yeah. I can say first for all the people and young, the young people.
0: So, Francesco, um, your connection to Quam is very different in that it was something that you discovered through the Internet. That's correct. Tell us about that initial moment of discovery you know, what were you doing? How did you stumble upon the music?
1: Yeah. yeah, I discovered GOM just on Facebook. Because of my previous experience with my previous label, I was building a relationships with some of South African artists, mostly from Cape Town and, and, just, and Joburg. And I discovered Gum on social network, yeah. I was clicking on this post on Facebook. And I was so addicted from the first time. I remember that it was like three days (laughs) in my house, downloaded hundreds of tracks from this website, Casi MP3. Yeah. I was feeling a really high energy. It was something really physical, like in the middle of my chest was something like, what's that? It's amazing, simple, amazing.
0: So I guess before we go any further, it would probably be helpful for everyone to kind of define some of the characteristics of the sound. So, Lag, if you were to zero in on what makes a qualm track, what would you say are the basic components?
2: Well, to make a quam track, you have to make sure that your beat has to be broken beat. It mustn't be four steps, it has to be broken beat. Yeah, to make a drum track, you have to like, have, have a lot of drumming and like ghost chants.
0: Okay, so um, <laughs> you're using drums and you're using chants. Chants, uh, yeah. Yeah, and where are these elements coming from? Are You guys grabbing samples online or like wh- where are these components derived well, from?
2: I got the samples from friends, <laughs> because yeah, I got it from friends. They I started producing. I didn't know anything about, about production, but I just tried and taught, taught myself how to produce and then ended up
0: doing gum. So, why are these chants so important for Quantum Tracks?
2: <laughs> I don't know, man, I don't know. But <laughs> that's the only samples that I had that time, so I always like kept using the same samples all the time. That's where this Quantum thing started.
0: So I guess one of the curious things about the style is that, although it's very focused on making people dance, yeah. you guys aren't really using bass lines very much. Is that yeah.
2: accurate? No, we don't use bass lines. We're just dealing with the kick, the kick has to be strong
0: and the snare has to, be, has to have a reverb. No one is using bass lines. No one
2: is using bass lines.
0: <laughs> I, do, I mean, do you think it's, it's just not something that's necessary? Or I'm just trying to understand you know, the kind of origins of, of that thinking.
2: Some of, my track are, some of my tracks I put bass lines, but I don't have like loud lot of tracks putting bass lines. It's just the beats only, man.
1: Yeah, also the word com, it's, Yeah, it's, it's, it's representing the kick. So actually the main the main element is the kick. Yeah. The guys really like to push it loud, so yeah.
0: I mean, so if we're um, thinking about the styles of house music that are popular in South Africa, I'm sure it's something that most people would recognize here. You know, it's um, straight straightforward on the floor, it's quite percussive, you know, there's lots of vocals. So I'm wondering, in relation to the popular house stars in South Africa, how is KwaM different? You know, how is the energy of the music different? It's a completely different kind of message. I mean,
1: first of all, the atmosphere are pretty dark. Uh, also, yes, yeah, this is a kind of... Um, the, the main difference is that there's no 4-4 f- for, for kick. Also the atmosphere. I always feeling this kind of, um, yeah, a kind of rebellion. Also the environment is different. It's from the township. It's probably a young generation. And they have something to say, and nobody listen to them. And they, they found this way to, they're pushing
0: loud, they, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So um, we're discussing something with, uh, you know, you're characterizing it as quite dark, it's all about tension, you know, there's almost a sense of dread. But when it actually uh, comes to playing this music to an audience, is that type of energy transferred? You know, is there like more of a darker feeling on the dance floor or are we kind of still talking about something that's like up and celebratory? It's music made for dance, actually. They, they made gum
1: for dance, actually. So when they have party in and they really enjoy, they are
0: happy, they, they, the energy is too high. I think we'll be able to play something at this point. So uh, this is DJ Lag's Ghost on the Loose coming out on Goon Club All Stars in a few weeks. Was that right? Yeah. Okay, let's see if this works. So like could you give us a sense of the community or the artistic community in Durban how deep does it run at the moment are there literally hundreds of aspiring DJs and producers um you know making kwam
2: yeah 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 there are a lot of a lot of producers now um who are taking part in kwam um, even the taxi culture man is, is quite big in, in in contributing to to um music if you go to town in Durban, you'll find every taxi playing a gum track. There's like hundreds of taxis, man, they're always playing gum, so yeah. The support that we have, I man, is, is real big. Even the, even the DJs, most of the producers now are starting to get into gum. The Deep House producers are stopping to do Deep House and getting to gum, so yeah, man, it's getting big.
0: So who are kind of some of the key artists that people should be checking out, in addition to you, of course? Oh,
2: okay. There's these guys called uh, Destruction Boys and uh, Root Boys, Infamous Boys, Citizen Boys. Oh, man. The
0: list goes on and on, man. So, um, you know, we've been driving this idea that there's quite a fixed set of rules kind of connected to the music. You know, we're talking about this uh, particular type of energy and this particular beat pattern. Can you, as a producer, like, clearly tell the difference between all the different artists? You know, has everybody got their unique flavor, would you say?
2: Every artist and every producer has his own style. But for me, when I, when I started doing com there was like three or two producers who already started doing com. But for me, I was a hip-hop artist, I was a hip-hop producer. So I mixed my hip-hop style and my house style, and then mixed it together, and then this way. I have a different style from the other producers, the way I do gum. It's, it's way different from the other producers, but the others copy each other's style, you know, so yeah.
0: How do you get from writing hip hop beats, presumably something around 80, 90 BPM, up to this, like?
2: Basically, if, if, you, if you listen clearly to gum, if you change the pitch of the gum track, maybe put it slow, maybe around 100, it can become a hip hop beat. The patterning of, um, of the beats for gom for it's similar to hip hop. But if you put up the pitch, it's gonna be a Qom track.
0: Oh, yeah. So you mentioned there a, a moment ago, I don't know if people picked up on it, but the fact that taxis in yeah. Durban play a really big role in like, spreading Qum. this music out. Mm. Tell us, what is the link between taxis and Qom?
1: Yeah, taxis are really interesting aspect of Durban. Because actually it's like, it's like the promo tool uh, <laughs> of, the of the promo of, tool yeah, yeah, of okay. of gum. For example, i I did a got I, I made a, a GOM truck in the nights. The day after in the morning I have to go to school and get the taxi. I give the my truck to the taxi driver. If the taxi driver play the truck for weeks, the the truck can be a hit all over the city. Yeah. And also another really interesting aspect is uh, like what happened on Saturday night. Especially in the mm, the city center, there is this uh, taxi rank. And it was was crazy when I saw it, it's really amazing because, like, I call it rave uh, from my point of view of European guy. Actually, it's like a rave with a lot of sound system because, like, all the taxi rank pushing the music loud because they got, like, serious, serious sound system. It's amazing, uh, thousands of guys
0: dancing. Uh. So, in summary, you have a situation where there's tens of taxis, yeah. all in one place, all competing for business Ten, one, two, through yeah. blasting Yeah, yeah. Music.
1: also because the taxi driver needs to play the banger, because it's a way to get clients also. Like, I had the best music, you know, like, come come with me. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because
1: sure. I, I will play the best tracks
0: of the city. Because there's um, a, a distinction we should probably make as well. So, um, in Europe, a uh, taxi usually, like, a, a four-seater vehicle. Um, often in South Africa, we're talking about something much bigger. Yeah, they Like, a, yeah, a small ban, community yeah, of people, yeah. almost. Yeah, like,
1: 15 people inside. 15, yeah, 15. Yeah,
2: something like that, yeah.
0: So, how else are people discovering new Guam tracks?
2: On social networks, um, like, Facebook, Twitter, and... WhatsApp group, yeah. yeah. Because you just do a link and then start posting on Facebook
0: and then that's how we distribute our music. So for someone getting into the style, I assume somewhere like uh, Cassie MP3 would be a good place to start?
2: Yeah, Cassie MP3 did a great job at first, but and then they started like promising money to people, yeah. they're <laughs> gonna pay people. And then when you try to email them that you want money, they don't respond, so...
1: Yeah, also it's very frustrating because when you I saw Citizen by account so when you when you go in your account you can see, the money you, yeah, can see you, the money you 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 earn but you can't you can't take it
0: so actually so essentially you're in a situation where nobody was no nobody again, no it so everybody are, are just leave. leave let's focus on your label for a moment so you know we've been talking about the sprawling amount of music that's out there. There's very little backstories on the artists, you know, very few biographies or information. So, you've been enjoying this music and, you know, you've been enjoying it from afar, but you decide that you want to start a label. Uh, How does someone go about that? How did you go about that? You know, what were the connections that you needed to make in order to get the label off the ground? Yeah,
1: it, it, it wasn't easy at the beginning. When I heard "Gone" for the first time, was you know, people in Europe need to know that music because it's, it's simple, amazing. So after downloaded hundreds of track, on most of the track there was like BlackBerry PIN, BlackBerry Messenger PIN, or WhatsApp number. At that time, I had BlackBerry. I was start to add, <laughs> add people and start to chat, start to asking Facebook contacts and trying to at the beginning just to know what. What's, what's that? Uh, the first time, they, the guys just asked me, hey, where are you from? Uh, from Italy. From Italy, yeah. Oh, you like gum? Yeah. I said, yes, yeah, guys, are amazing. Oh, bye, you know how to dance gum? You don't know. This. I said, no, guys, I play in Rome. Uh, they dance gum? It was really, really, really nice exchange experience. And after that, yeah, I was building kind of relationships. And then I had this friend of mine very close to me that she lived in Rome in the past. Uh, she's originally from Soweto, Lerato, Lerato Piri, and she helped me to contact the guys to explain what I had in my mind. And, and what
0: was in your mind? What was the pitch you were making to artists? Actually, I, I,
1: yeah, I really plan everything. Plan everything to be to, to be here now. Like I, I, I had a kind of plan, like to to promote. Also, because at the beginning I was looking on the internet and I also found some posts around the internet, or some people editing gum, some people are European artists editing gum, or we'll talk about gum, but don't talk about the guys. For example, you know something like that. I was feeling like so. First of all, my aim was like I was trying to let them people know who made this music.
0: Sure. So, that yeah, was I mean. A it's, a, it's kind of an obvious issue in the situation we're discussing where uh, questions of appropriation are obviously raised when you have uh, a European label looking to put out the music of young producers from South African townships. How did you approach this, you know, in your thinking? Uh, where you could reach a place where you were kind of being respectful to everybody involved and you could uh, kind of create a situation where everybody was getting the, you know, the best out of this arrangement? Yeah, it's strange
1: because all the people are afraid about that, that aspect, but the people don't have to be afraid about underground music movement because now we are talking about underground electronic music, mo- music movement. I'm saying now to you that we need to be afraid for the future from like m- mainstream artists that now sta- they are start to recognize, especially in the United States. So...
0: Oh, you, you mean there could be a situation where mainstream artists are picking up on this sound and just kind of taking the rhythms of something wholesale? And you got me, yeah. With none of, the, none of the original message translated? This yeah. is
1: the, the most dangerous thing. And I can't say that, but it, Probably it will happen. I will try to like protect, and also the aim of the label is, is the sound is Durban because I want to in a way keep it local. I say to my guys, this is your label also yeah. I mean it's not' it's something like yeah I'm pushing here, and at the same time we <laughs> we struggle to to get the artists here also because. That was the aim. At the beginning, uh, the people don't understand because there was a lot of my mixes, everybody, because it, there are many difficult aspects. For example, for the guys, it's very difficult to send big files for mixes, no?
0: Is the internet connection just not... Yeah, because the connection
1: in Durban they are only on, on the phone. They don't have internet in the house, so they can't upload big files. When I went in Durban, I got a lot of mixes, and now BBC are broadcasting mixes from Mafia Boys, from Domino. So we have, we have a completely different... For me, it's a kind of mission also,
0: in a deep way, like, yeah. So, Lag, um, how did you feel when European labels started to get in contact with you and said, hey, we love your music and we would love to release it?
2: Yo, man, at first I didn't believe it. <laughs> <Not probably laughs> I do I <laughs> didn't believe it. That my music is being played out there because even in South Africa it was hard to hear a track, your track being played in Joburg or outside Durban. So if people overseas are playing my music, it, it, it was like a surprising thing for me, man. So I didn't believe at first that they want to release an an EP for my tracks. So I thought that they wanna steal my music, maybe release it, and maybe release it as their own, or you, you know, you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I mean, was that a concern among you and your peers that, you know, maybe it was an exploitation situation? You know, you were concerned that they would just They're take, gonna take, take your music, music, essentially? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But I just decided to to take the risk and see what's going to happen. And then look at, look at now, everything is going smooth, there's nothing wrong that's happened. I met Francisco, there is no music being taken, like, then I don't know, everything is going
0: according to paperwork, so yeah. Francesca, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about some of your experiences of you know, trying to spread this message in Europe, you know, some of your DJ performances in particular. I'm just really interested to know what the European audience response has been like to Guam.
1: Uh, actually, it was a good response. My first important gig was in uh, was in February at Watergate in Berlin. It Was amazing. Um, it Was amazing. There's a lot of 4 a.m. and the people who I went really go deep into because it's a it's a kind of hip- hypnotic music. This feeling. Um, but sometimes I was I was afraid. I was afraid, especially of my country, when I was going to play in Italy because there's no 4/4 kick. Oh, this. Sounds strange, but I always, when I play, I have this this energy, so actually I don't care. I mean, I don't care. I care about the crowd, but at the same time, I'm just going straight because GOM has this energy. And sometimes it happens that at the beginning, the first two, three tracks, people start like just stuck (laughs) or like, what's that? But after that, especially because of this crescendo, there is a strong message, so.
0: I mean, are there other styles of music that you think Qom kind of sits comfortably alongside? Because presumably uh, you're in a situation where you're, you have a DJ maybe playing before you and you have a DJ playing oh, after man. you. So, what in an, an ideal scenario? Man, is- One
1: time I was playing after a, a set of like Kuduro, but in a commercial way. Then I start with Gom, and the people were so excited about this. Big, huge It's quite peak. a bit faster, yeah. Fa- yeah, that's it was. So, depends. But actually, I think that home um, is really, it's really particular. It's really,
0: so, yeah. Lag, like, I just wanted to touch quickly on the kind of origins of the style. You'd mentioned that you and some of your peers were producing hip-hop before and it kind of was turning into something different. Do you remember the the point at which collectively, in your community, you guys thought, wow, okay, this is something different. You know, this is something different for Durban, this is something different for the rest of South Africa.
2: When I I was producing, nobody wanted to play my music. First house tracks that I was doing. How long ago was that? I think 2010 or 2011. I was 13. Yeah, nobody played my tracks. But when I started to get into home, everybody wanted my tracks like... Uh, can you please send me your new tracks, you know? So that's where I saw that this new star that I'm doing now is much better than what I was doing. So I continue doing like new tracks all the time, doing COM, and then this way my, my name started getting bigger and bigger in Durban.
0: Kouam is obviously a star that's very much connected to people's lives and experiences in the townships mm. in Durban. Could you tell us about just your general experiences of growing up in the townships in, in Durban?
2: Well, it's pretty hard, man. It's pretty hard to get your name out there, and it's really hard to get your name big in Durban because of the big names. They always like talk crap about uh, gram. They say that gram is it's it's it's, uh, it's it's destroying the music industry.
0: Sorry, when you say big names, you mean other DJs like, in the yeah, like the yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. They always like say that it's killing the music industry. They don't like it, but now it's starting to change. Because of the big artists now who's starting to get into gom. They're doing like major hits in, in South Africa. So now they're starting to think that GOM is is the future. So but back then when you started doing the the genre, they didn't like it. And it was hard to get it was hard to even get gigs in Durban when you're doing GOM. If I got a gig, I would play for free. And then started like getting like small amount of money, like 300 for, for petrol. And then he started getting up and up, and then... Gum King is taking over. <laughs> taking over. <laughs> and then when OK Malum Cool Cat started messaging me that he wants beats from me, and then he started writing on social network about my music, that is, is being performing with my music here in London, and he wants beats for me, and then he started. He wanted the feature, and then that's where like the other big artists starting seeing that gum It's 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 becoming big, so now everybody is trying to get into gum.
0: Uh So it's the case that producers from all over the country and further afield are, are producing GOM these days.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can say that. Even the, like the hip hop
0: producers now were starting to get into GOM. Do you think it's possible for people in Europe, for example, to produce qom You know, could you see a situation where you know, yeah. people in London are making this music and yeah, yeah. have you seen that so far?
2: I've seen that, I've seen that. There's this guy called Jumping Backslash. Yeah, man, I mean, he's, he's, he's quite good, man. He's South Africa, man.
1: South African? No, I'm not, I'm not sure, but see South Africa.
2: But yeah. that guy is, is really good, man. This was my first time oh, here, a white person, producing um, and. When you, when you listen to his, to, to his tracks, it's like he's, he's born in Durban or he's like a urbanized man. So, it, yeah, it's quite amazing that you can see that like, quite people are starting getting to get into gum. I have my opinion on this. <laughs> you
1: can make it. Music is mathematic, okay? So you can, you can, you can recognize that the kick is here. Also, you, you build gum with bricks. On fruity loop or a kind of sequence, so you, you can recognize when where is that kick, where is the mm, sure. <sighs> The vibes is not the same. I'm saying this because I'm receiving a lot of com promo from United States or from other countries. Uh, they are good music, but it's missing something. I don't know what what is it. I can't define, but uh,
0: it's different what, in your opinion, would an outside producer need to do to show kind of adequate level of respect for the music? You know, do you think it's important that they kind of have a dialogue going where they're kind of saying, look, I'm making this music, but it doesn't come from here. Yeah, you, or, got,
1: you, you, know, you, you got an important point. Some, one time I said to these um, American artists, I said, yes, yeah, actually, it's a good production, but... I'm not from Durban. <laughs> but I say let's share to the guys in Durban. Listen what what they say, if they play, if they like it. Because I think everybody we are free. You can you can do a gum trap for sure. But relate with the, the originator or the, the people that invent this gen this music and let's start to share to uh, the, a real exchange and then maybe you
0: you know what I mean like
1: Yeah
0: sure. Yeah. So think of- more clearly about you know where this music is coming from you know speaking from personal experience when i visited um some of the townships in johannesburg you're struck by the difficult situation that people are facing but what was also very obvious to me was the kind of um just energy and the raw passion for for music and for creativity so i was really wondering you know in the townships and in these communities how important are music events
2: well in Joburg, I'm not, not going to say because' I'm, I'm from Durban, I've never seen like the the proper scene in, in Johannesburg, but in events, not lots of gom producers are being put in like huge events in South Africa, but like the Gom DJs they play a lot in clubs, yeah in clubs or like small festivals that we have in, 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 in Cape Town but Joburg, I don't know I don't know the scene there man
0: for the most part in Durban, where are people going to, to hear this music? You know, what's the party situation?
2: They played a lot in clubs. Yeah, in clubs and- uh, yeah,
0: 101. Club 101
2: is like the, one, the best club for, for GOM. Like two clubs, even Havana. Havana, yeah. yeah. 101 in Havana is one of the biggest clubs that play GOM.
0: What were your experiences like? Because you, you visited for the first time uh, six months ago, right? Or a bit yeah. longer?
2: You're talking about clubs.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I went
1: in. Uh, I went in 101 to to listen to DJ Digialag. It's crazy. It was crazy, crazy, crazy. It was packed of young guys dancing hearts all night long. It was really nice. It was a
0: really nice experience. Yeah. So you say dancing. We're talking about the banger. Am I bang. pronouncing? Bang. Yeah, bang. Bang. Okay. And. Break down the dance for us. You know, wh- where does this come from?
2: Just like I told you, man, the dancing in Durban is it's one of the best things that people do, the young people. Like, that's the thing that can put them in the right way, and, like get, like getting off to drugs and like, and, you know, all those things, but dancing is like the quite big thing in Durban. So I, I think that's why GOM is so big, because it's had it has this connection with dancing, because GOM is it's, it's for
0: dancing, actually. But was this a style of dance that predated Qom? Well, I can say. Which came first is is what I'm asking.
2: But dancing is something that came first before Gom. When Gom came about, then that's where dancing became too big in Durban.
0: You guys are about to embark on a fairly extensive European and Asian tour. Uh, Unsound is the first date. You're also playing in London, you're playing in Panorama Bar, Italy. Tokyo, is that right? Tokyo, Yeah, Tokyo,
1: Shanghai, Beijing, and Seoul, yeah.
0: So, I mean, this is very early, essentially, for the international development of the scene and the sound, so I'm just really wondering, over the next couple years, say, what is their dream scenario for you? You know, what are your personal ambitions as, as a DJ and as a label owner?
1: We really don't know. First of all, because the guys in Durban are always creating new style, new genres. Also now, arm um, is moving. Uh, there is this new style, skubu. Uh, also they mix in skubu with gum. So what is that exactly? Uh, skubu is a kind of a house. Maybe
2: uh, maybe Dijela can explain better. Okay, skubu sc- is a. Um it's a similar sound from GOM, but it's more 4-bit and it's kind of commercial, but it has like elements from GOM.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it's it, the kicks are just
1: yeah, on the straight, floor. yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's less underground, it's less extreme, it's less. It's underground. It's more commercial, I think. But anyway, uh, I don't know. My perfect scenario, uh, my, my dream actually is to bring the guys. Over from South Africa in Europe, so we are working on on, on that actually. We are, we are also bringing Dominoe in, in Swiss in December and also Mafia boys for the summer season so actually this is my, my dream scenario is to bring the guys because also there are all the guys are their own style of, of gom, so sure. it 's interesting to to listen to everybody. And also, my dream scenario, uh, we, we were talking about that. Like, and I think Lag, the gum king, is the one can do that. So the next step is, is in South Africa. Something needs to change in South Africa. Something needs to change? Yes, yeah, something like the next step. It's being like mainstream
2: journey in South Africa. So we are working on that. To get like the big artists. The big singers. The, uh, artists. Yeah, the singers to, to, to start. Recording
0: on, on, on gum. If you were in a situation in a couple of years time where you have mainstream recording artists mm. singing or rapping or whatever over these rhythm patterns, would that make you happy? Would you yeah. say?
2: Yeah, yeah. It will make I mean, me- would you
0: like to produce like four pop artists?
2: Yes, yes, I would love to do that. Because it's, I will get a chance and I'll get a chance there to get my music being played on radio. Or being played on TV because you'll never find a Gom a track being played on radio because it's just instrumental music. Uh, nobody's singing on it. But the OK Malum Kukuket now got like four beats from me. So on his new album, maybe he's gonna he's okay. gonna record one track or two tracks on Insta, So I think that's the next step for Gom. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting mula mula, dressing Gucci,
1: actually. <laughs> should be perfect, <laughs> this are our dream scenario.
0: <laughs> We're about at the end, does anybody have any questions uh, at this stage?
3: As gum through your label, uh, Francesco, has gone more outwards, I am wondering, uh, and it's a question for DJ Luck, I'm wondering, because of that, if there is more music coming inwards as well to South Africa, and if gum uh, producers have been influenced by other styles like British, Jungle, uh, whatever, other club music? Actually, not
1: really, because we have to understand this thing that, and this is really interesting, that the guys really don't know our music. Yeah. They really don't know. Obviously, there is a kind of exchange. After we go to shoot the documentary, I knew that a lot of people are going there from Europe to shoot, also sharing files, also. We are going to share fights, I'm going to give him a lot of music. I don't know if he's if he's good because I like the purity of GOM, because it's the most interesting thing that we can. We are opposite side of the world, but we can really feel it. So yeah, but actually it's it's pure. It's, they, they they really don't know nothing about our music.
3: And this is so interesting. But I'm interested to see and I'm wondering DJ like if how you will respond to this later, because when you're touring to through the world, like I know from the footwork artists, DJs that came from Chicago when they started touring the world and they discovered like jungle music and suddenly everybody's exchanging samples and it can be interesting to see yes. how hybrid music is going to work it, with GON. Yes, yes. Tonight we are going to listen to the other artists
1: in on sound, also to be in Panorama Bar listen. I think he will be influenced about that, and this is this is good. It's really interesting what we will happen in the future.
0: I mean, are you aware of you heard the music of any of the artists that you're playing alongside on, on the tour?
2: No, I don't have the music man. So I'm, I just wanna stay and listen like the new styles. Maybe we can try and work with those guys and see what's gonna happen. I have another question if yes, I may. Let's <laughs> do it,
3: man. Thanks. Um, I am wondering in the calm music scene, uh, how gendered it is. Is there also like female performers, and how's like the relation with the people dancing, like male versus female, or there's differences in dances?
1: No, actually, we <laughs> yeah in Western culture we are always afraid about that, but uh, I don't know why, but because it's a different environment. But there's no any
2: girls producing a poem. It's just boys. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, but, but they club. sing, they sing. When they sing, yeah. They, they like, we call it themes. They like sing this short thing. It's like, what you call?
1: Yeah, like, like a chop vocals.
2: Yeah, like chopped vocals. Like small clips of of a girl singing.
1: Yeah, they are, you have this, this artist. This Gemma Beko is always using old his girlfriends, <laughs> 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 to, to, to recording some really
0: interesting vocals. Nice. Yeah. But how about the parties, what's the ratio usually, male-female? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Fairly, yeah, fairly yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah.
0: I was just wondering about your relationship with Goon Club All Stars, who obviously have been pushing the genre a lot in London.
1: Our, our relationship, I'm a, I'm a friend of Felix. We, we knew each other before because I had a previous label. We, we follow each other. And also he was the one who helped me at the beginning uh, because I didn't have any contacts, for example, just for example to print a vinyl. So he really helped me. I remember when I started, I had a really nice phone call. And yeah, he really helped me. So we are we are related in a way, but Gun Club has is a different concept because the view is on all electronic music,
3: and um, my label is focused on Durban scene actually. Yeah. Okay, so um, I have a question. i actually I think for both, it's also a bit about the cohesion in the gum scene. Um, for instance, I'm wondering because what struck me quite well, I. Listen to all your compilations a lot. And when uh, Jules, the DJ, died of TLC fam, it was like this big shock because he's quite young artist, very talented, part of a bigger group. And then this tribute song came out by TLC fam. And I'm wondering, like, how is the impact of his passing away in the gum scene? Is that, like, something that... We have to understand that because the guys, actually, they, they did tracks for
1: mostly for their township. Um. So for example, the SFM are really famous in Newlands West. Mm-hmm. They are pretty famous. They are big. There are 23 people in the crew. And they did track all, the, all together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very crazy. And Forgotten Souls the Formation Boys are famous in Waterloo. The tax in Waterloo, they play their tracks. So it's, it's different from our, our music scene. And it's very local. It's very local. Jules DJ, I'm agreeing. He's amazing, and it's, it's really nice because all these artists had their own words. It's a really, it's a world, something. Jules is different. Everybody are different from each other. That my, was my aim, to show all these different styles, the difference. Thanks very much to, to Black, thank Francesco, Thank Nancy you,
0: thank you.